Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, I have my really super dear friend. She was one of our very first guests when we first started the podcast back in 2020 as COVID was hitting and life was going crazy and her life was going even, was about to get even crazier than all of that other stuff. So my name is Teresa Kitchens. I'm honored to be your host today. And I am excited to bring back one of my besties, Ashley Mostowski. Ashley, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. 2020, has it really been that long? It has been. Can you believe it? I know. You know, and I think back, I think, oh, we've known each other forever. And then I think, oh, we have and we haven't. But at the same point, I I love the fact that you're in Las Vegas. I'm in Dallas. We see each other maybe once a year, but we run in so many different circles. And Zoom has allowed us to like see each other's face at least two, three times a month. And I just feel like you are such a great friend. And just in general, even though I know I only see you like once a year, it's just funny. (laughs) Yes. Everything we're going through, both personal and in the business, you've been awesome. So wow. you've, for sure, I'm so glad I got to meet you three years ago. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, I'm it's super blessed. And I'm, I'm blessed. That, <laughs> I'm blessed. I will never, ever forget. We were in um, Sacramento, I think, right before COVID hit. And you walked up and we were talking about joining our mastermind, the BT30 yep. mastermind. And you walked up in the lobby and I was like, oh. Who's this? Oh, that's Ash. Oh, that's Ashley kind of thing. Because I remember we hadn't even met at that point. And I mean, it was just instant chemistry with the group and with the team. And and I am so blessed to to have you in that space. So thank you for being bold. Thank you for taking in the little rookie. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in and I was like, they're never going to take me in this mastermind. I'm just this little, little agency rookie that doesn't know what she's doing. But you have really knocked it out of the ballpark. And I think especially if we look so... Give us a little bit, for those people that are listening, please make sure that you go back, you listen. In fact, we might even, in fact, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make a decision. We're going to actually post your first interview, and then we're going to do the second interview the next week. So this will be a two-week thing to where then we're back-to-back. So if you're looking through the podcast history, these two, two should be together. So when we do that, let's make sure we do a quick little two-minute synopsis of what your insurance background is and how you got started and started your own agency. Ooh, I'm going to be embarrassed for listening back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I came from the captive world. So um, the big red company for about 12 years, I was running um, the agency as an office manager. And I just knew I was even trying to go down that route of opening an agency with them. And it just wasn't working out with our medical things we were battling and then financially. So I just, I knew that it they wouldn't probably approve me financially, but I knew there was still a better way. And I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I just said, you know what, I'm, there's other, there's other routes and other opportunities. So I started, um, I knew some independent agents in my circle in different States um, that I called and picked their brain and said, why not? Let's do this. So fast forward. And um, well, now it's been four years, four and almost four and a half years. Wow. 
I'm still standing and alive. Yeah. (laughs) And you have all your hair, you know, you haven't murdered anybody or not. What you can't see is probably the bags under the eyes. I covered that up pretty well. But you got to love those collagen patches, you know, the, the, what is it? What is it? Gishwa, whatever it is. You you know, you do. Well, let's be honest. We're going straight to Botox. So (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. But you know, it does take a toll and I think it takes a toll on anybody. And one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure I had you on was because number one, you entered from a captive environment. Number two, you entered in right during a very crazy time. And then as we came out of COVID, we entered that hard market for insurance simultaneously. And then you also had something else thrown in the mix that is very, um, different maybe than other people, but also very familiar to what a lot of people go through. So talk a little bit about that. So my husband and I were battling infertility for seven years. And uh, when we opened our agency right before COVID hit, I would say a year, uh, yeah, about a year before COVID hit, um, we were still growing and we weren't quite ready, but we gave it about two years. And I just figured, you know, we're big faith-based family. So I figured we're going to leave this up to uh, God and and see how it works. And uh, we had our last two embryos uh, implanted and our fifth round of IVF. And I got pregnant with my little miracle twins. <laughs> so how uh, I was like, well, <laughs> we're going to evidently God thinks I can handle this so we can handle this. So Let's do it. We'll figure it out as we go. You almost need to make sure you have it like, I don't know, like right in front of your desk where you can see it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? 100%. Because I'm sure, because I remember when you went and you did the IVF and we as a mastermind were like, okay, we're praying for you guys. And we were were just loving on you guys and just emotionally from a distance. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we've been able, I mean, of course I'm in Dallas. I'm not there. I've not personally (laughs) loved on your babies, but I've wanted to. But even like with, um, with the conference we usually go to, they were born in September, right? end of September. October 1st. Yep. October 1st. And um, we had a conference like uh, the next year and they were Mm -hmm. right at almost a year old. And I was like, bring the babies. I need to hug them. I want to see them. I wanted to see the babies, you know? And nobody warned me how fast they grow because now they're tiny little toddler terrorists. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Now they're walking, talking, they're crawling, getting into everything. They're climbing, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So you started an agency you went from captive to independent, and then you had a set of twins all in four and a half years. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been a learning curve for sure. I will say COVID for my agency was just massive growth. We didn't really see the hiccups. In fact, we had our highest premium months. Um, I think from just planting the seeds and being in the industry and in the community, and then also going independent, we were able to open up states that I have big roots in. Um, so I was now able to help those friends and families and businesses that I never used to be able to when I was captive. So I think, just, and then I've always been active on social media. I don't really know what I do on social media, to be honest. Um, I think I'm just real. And that obviously 
was a massive um, help in the growth. And that's where a lot of our um, leads come from um, and referrals come from is social media. But obviously when COVID hit for everybody, um, everybody turned more to social media than ever before. So I just tried to take advantage of that and stay true to who I was and who my agency was. And we had massive growth, which was awesome. It gave me a little bit of um, kind of confidence to have the kids because I was like, I'm about to have twins. I have no idea what I'm doing. And my agency is still very new and we're in growth mode, but it was my employees, my Mm -hmm. office manager. um, I couldn't have done it without her. And um, so having the team around you is what made it easier to handle. Um, But we're also a flexible industry. So I could handle, you know, doing things at home and juggling. I did take a little bit of time off, just a little. little. Probably not (laughs) enough, but you know, not enough, but I was able to be flexible. You guys had the opportunity to do so. Cause I know, I know when we were talking before, you had even mentioned that your team was like, you cannot be here. Like you will not. Yeah. They would yell at me. They were almost strong arming you. You will (laughs) not be here today. Yep. I got in trouble a lot. And when an email went out, they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, no. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, and I know that you are in Las Vegas. You have family in Oregon and in Arizona. Is that correct? Yep. So Mm -hmm. you are very, very close with your family, which I love, but they weren't like next door, right? Like your, you know, your family wasn't necessarily like down the street where they could just pop in all the time. But so your, your team was really a lot of that day-to-day moment-to-moment family that that really helped to push you through a lot of that. And I love that because I think what an amazing testament to working together, even for a young, small agency. I think that we've got your back mentality is so important. 100%. And that's why I've taken all of my jobs in the past as an employee. And I've made sure I do what didn't happen to me a lot of those times. So I just, my employees are family. They are everything to me. And I make sure they are treated that way. I'm not perfect. (laughs) You know, we're not perfect, but at the end of the day, I know what I didn't like as an employee and certain ways that I was treated. So just Honestly, it's just little things that go a long way to make sure that they are taken care of and make sure they are appreciated. And so I, to me, employees are more than growth. Like if you don't have the right people around you and the right team with you, growth doesn't matter. So I honestly give everything to them and they've gotten me through everything that I've needed. In fact, my office manager, she was with me through all of the a five of the ideas. She is probably one of the funniest people. I mean, she is funny. She's yeah. crazy. She's interesting. She's dynamic. You yeah. you guys make a great great pair. I gotta say that. I, and I've for not sure. seen her since we were in Phoenix for the Better yeah. Agency Conference. But <laughs> and so that's been a while because it's not the Better Agency Conference anymore. But right. um, you know, she's just she's amazing. And I think you guys just have such a great synergy between the two of you. For sure. Yep. And she's the one that yells at me on the daily. So. 
I love it. I love it. And I think that's one thing that as agency owners, we need to really consider, right? That we need to put a team around us. I think so many people wait until they have more than enough to be able to hire. Mm -hmm. Hiring's easy and they can train. I don't have, I hear so many people say, I don't have time to train. I don't have time to hire. I don't have time to, but I'm exhausted and I'm worn out. How would, what would you say to a new agency owner or somebody within, because a lot of people, even within five years, don't typically have a team around them. How would you advise them to be able to just take that leap and be able to bring in a team that can help support them in that growth process? It's a really hard decision, especially because a lot of agency owners are type A control freaks. Yeah. Like myself. <laughs> I'm sure like you. It, you know, I probably hired her too soon within my agency as far as money why you know financially i don't think i was ready for her type of role and i was scared but it was the opportunity that i had at the time to hire her and i knew i needed her cuz i knew what she was capable of yeah but when i look back i'm like actually that's not a correct statement hiring somebody who was more than just an assistant who could do all that actually allowed me to flourish even more because I knew somebody was back there running the agency and I'm out doing the marketing and the networking, which is what's gotten our agency to where it's at. So sometimes I've always, there are times that I always say, you know, I, I hired her too soon. The money didn't make sense. Um, you know, I was really digging myself out of a hole for a while, but then I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't be here mm. if I didn't make that move because yeah. I would have been bogged down by all the other things. So there was an article that I found. I wish I would have kept it, but hire, it was instead of hiring the assistant right away, hire, look at what your agency needs and, and hire that role, mm. that big role that you know, find out, you know, obviously what you're good at and what your strengths and figure out the strengths and weaknesses, but hire, make that big hire. And that like kind of almost like takes the chains off of you yeah. to allow you to do what you're good at, which is what I did. And now I look back and I'm like, I regret saying those things because it actually was the right move and it worked for my agency and it got me to where we are now. Well, and I think that's a really good point is some people just want to hire like part-time or whatever, just to assist themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a conversation there. I'm not saying that that's not valuable, but what you did was almost bring somebody in fully capable. And then it allowed you to do what you do really well. And then she does what she does really well. And I love that, that symbiotic culture that allowed you to do what you do well, allows her to do what she does well. And, um, it wasn't just her, picking up your pieces, if that makes sense. I think yep. a lot of people think of hiring as filling in where we kind of plug in the holes where we don't have time or right. And I think we need to change our focus, right? Yeah. We need to. And I love what you said, which was hire the right person, right? Hire for the culture of what you want, hire for the position, hire for the, where you want them to go, right? So that you mm-hmm. can bring them in. Because I think as long as they see a future, you see a future, you guys can get the right people as far as the personality mix. Yep. That is huge. I mean, yep. um, I had uh, Jessica Clatt with 
Acumax on and through um, our good friend Beth Dale Forrest, she recommended Acumax for hiring and they do a full neurofeedback, whatever evaluation and all that. Sure. I've had her on the podcast and I've made some challenging hires and you know, as well as I do, I've yep. said a couple of times, this person's a C <laughs> player, this person's a C minus player today. They're an F player tomorrow. They're like a C plus player, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And I've, I've complained about that for years. So I love the fact that by hiring Jessica to come on in and do that match, right. For me, cause I don't, I didn't have a big agency to come from to write. I knew people in a network that were already in the insurance industry when right. I started my agency. So I didn't have people to kind of pull from, but she found me such an amazing team member and Danielle. So shout out Danielle, if you're out there listening and you know, I've been so blessed and I'm definitely, I mean, I'm definitely paying a little bit more than I would have originally wanted to, but at the same point, she is so worth it. She is so good. She is so on top of things. And we are so complimentary to each other that I wish I would have done it 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I wish I would have made that jump way before I did to invest in the business with the right person. And I'm so grateful you did that up front. Especially We're probably making the financial people cringe right now. Probably, probably. <laughs> like, that's my husband. He's like, if it doesn't work on a spreadsheet, it's not going to work, Teresa. But you, right. know, you invest in the future, right? You're investing yeah. in the growth of your agency rather than having to carry the world on our own shoulders and us do everything. And then we just want somebody to pick up our pieces. We need to look at it as an investment in the future of the agency as a whole. Exactly. For sure. That's 100%. Love it. Love it. So as you've been through this journey and this transition, tell me, I know we talked about the fact of bringing Courtney on in your, in your, your, in your office, what other big decisions have you made that really worked out that may or may not have been something that other people might embrace, right? Like what other big choices did you make that have made you successful today? Sure. We then, you know, you have opening an agency from scratch, then you get hit with COVID yep. and you're like, Hey, let's have babies. With an S. Yes. You know what? I just love challenges. I think that's just, I, I don't even know what goes on in my mind half the time. Um, there's another local agency in town. Um, I've known him for years. We came from the same captive uh, side. He was an actual agent and I was just a team member he focuses on commercial. And so I was sending him, we actually reconnected in BNI when I joined BNI. Okay. And um, I would send him more of the complex commercial stuff. I like to stay in my lane. I love learning about businesses and I love commercial insurance from that standpoint. But man, <laughs> it is a lot. And so I just knew when I needed to just relinquish and I don't have time for this. I've got too many personal lines, leads coming in. What I always appreciated about him is he would push back and be like, no, you need to teach yourself. You need to do this. I'll answer your questions, but I'm not going to take your business. And then there's sometimes I was like, no, 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 you just need to take this. Like I can't yeah. handle it. And he, he knew when to push back and when not to. Um, and he was not big on personal lines. He just didn't like it. He was more, you know, transportation contractors. I like that niche. And he kept coming to me and was like, either you buy my book or you need, we need to merge. We need to merge. We need to merge. Like I'm over this personal line stuff. And I was like, great, because I'm over commercial lines. But in my past life, I owned a business with partners and it did not go well. 
and it did not end well, I should say. But that was my fault because we didn't have the proper paperwork and all of that stuff. Well, they always say, right? They say plan for the divorce, right? They always say. And I think we all get into sometimes these um, situations like dating, right? Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Rose colored glasses. You know, you have rose-colored glasses, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. Yeah. And so you get in it and you're like, um, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you working? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what have you brought to the table? And all of a sudden it becomes this crazy, almost judgmental thing. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... it. And I just knew from the experience in the past, I was like, I will never own. I have learned now. You never say never. I don't ever say never now because life throws you some crazy uh, turns. Um, He kept, he kept bad, not badgering, but like, uh, okay, when are we going to do this? Like, let's, let's actually look at this. And I'm like, I am spinning my wheels. I'm growing, but I'm like, I feel like we just, we're still not moving progressively like we should be and you know you're starting to kind of turn into the hard market a little bit and without us realizing what was happening but it was getting a little bit harder and I'm like I'm getting more bogged down because of the growth doing more of the stuff that I didn't want to do and so it was funny because I started looking into okay maybe this is an option but it was the moment (laughs) I am at a conference. I've talked to a few people and they're like, no, it was the best decision. You need to do it, but you need to have the right paperwork. And I'm still a little bit hesitant. Like I, him and I's values and morals were on the same page. So that wasn't right. even a question. I knew we were okay there, but I just, it was, you know, you have a partner. <laughs> and so I was at the conference and Jason Cass gets on stage and I didn't even know this is what he was talking about. Like this was, and it actually his, his whole uh, talk wasn't even about this, but his whole thing was his history with his partner. And he literally was like, everybody told me no. And I did it anyways. And it was the best decision I've ever made. I immediately picked up my phone and I texted Daniel and I said, all right, we're doing this. We're calling our lawyers when I get back. And that was the, that was what needed to set me over the edge. It was just the right, you know, you heard it from him. I was like, this is it. Like, this is done. And so the minute I got back, we made it happen real fast. We talked to our lawyers. We have legal, you know, we said, worst case scenario, this is where we're going. And so... January 1st, 2023, we merged our agencies. So we are a powerhouse personal and commercial lines agency. We doubled our premium. We were both about the same size, but he was heavy commercial and I was heavy personal lines. And now we're on track to, to hit seven figures at the end of this year. 
So we're nice. Congratulations. Thank you. It has been a whirlwind the last four and a half years. Yes. Yes. But you've made good strategic moves. And I think one thing I'm hearing you say is that there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of, I don't know. You made steps though, and you got out of your comfort zone to do what was right for the business and for yourself, not just for a spreadsheet, not just for maybe what other people told you to do, right? But you made the right decisions for you and for your family. And I think that's really, really important. I don't think sometimes we listen, we let the fear overpower Mm -hmm. what could really go right, that sometimes we don't, we, we shut down ideas before they even have a chance to really have an option. Yep. It took me a good four to six months from when he, when I realized he was serious asking me and bringing this to the table. And, you know, then I was finally like, here's my financials. Tell me if you still want to do it. Here's where I'm at. Let's, you know, let's really look at it and give me the ideas and the options. And yeah. And you, you want to know something really funny. These took a little bit longer, but I still kind of knew the answer. I'm more mortified on potty training my twins right now than I was for any of these other decisions. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I love it. So clearly my brain is just on a whole different level. But you know, I think different people approach change differently, right? Some people are terrified of change. Some people are terrified of the conversation of sharing their business. Some people are terrified of the idea of hiring, letting their money go out the door because maybe they won't make a good hire. They, they, you know, again, people, some people are control freaks, da, 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 da. I think you, like you said, you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think one thing about an entrepreneur is that entrepreneurs take chances. Chances for them are opportunities for growth. They're not opportunities for death. And I think when we look at an opportunity, we have to say there's elements of both in every single opportunity. And I'm a huge dry erase board person. I mean, my daughter comes home and I'm like, we're bringing out the dry erase board. If you have a question about this, that, or the other, we're like mind mapping this whole thing, you know? Yep. And I mean, and I know that it's annoying, even when my team, when we are together, I'm like, I bring my little dry erase board and my little dry erase marker. <laughs> They're and, like, oh, Teresa means business today. Exactly. If I pull out the dry erase board, I'm going to try to figure out how to get one on a plane when we go up to Minnesota next month. But, you know, I love a good dry erase board because I've got to map it out. I got to think through the positives and negatives. And then- it's not even about positives or negatives. It's about which of those positives and negatives overpower the other positives and negatives, right? So mm-hmm. I think what you have a really good intuition to be able to do is to be able to weigh those elements, to be able to find a productive conversation for you in a space that benefits you. I know that it's really funny though, because you know whenever we make these choices, you say that potty training is more, more, more scary, right? We don't have so much control over toddlers. Toddlers nope. do whatever they no want. No control whatsoever. There is no storyboard, no dry erase board, nope. nothing that will be able to predict what that looks like. You know, right. I think that's where the scary comes in, right? Is all yeah, those, like, sure. whereas I think with business, especially if you're a true entrepreneur, you can weigh the positives and the negatives and make an educated decision that then you can sit back and go, well, that might've sucked, but Right. Tried it and I had good motives behind it. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's important. I can say after the last like two years, I did a lot of self-development because dealing with infertility just on its own Mm. 
has been just a rough, rough process and just emotionally like up and down, up and down. But I've surround, I did a lot of self-development and self-help over the last two years. And I invested in a business coach and a life coach. I invested in a financial, you know, financial courses because that's my weakness. Mm. I don't want to sit and look at spreadsheets. I don't want to look at my QuickBooks or my bank account. Just let me go sell. (laughs) And so those are things that I would let stress myself out, but I made sure to surround myself. I mean, even my team and my business partner, his, what's funny is his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. So that also helped make that decision easier. And I've just, I mean, look at like our mastermind, like though you guys have been a massive help because I don't, you know, I know insurance really well, um, but there are still, that's what I love about our industry. Every day, there's a new thing you learn. Every day, <laughs> every, every single day. Some days I'm just Especially exhausted. I'm market. like, why do I not feel successful in life? <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm like, if one day I want to go and not go, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's because we're doing more commercial, right? And so it's like something comes up and I hate to look at my team members and go, I I got nothing, you know, but there's so you humble yourself and you don't be afraid. You put your pride aside and you ask around and you find out the answers. And I think people, when I train my new employees, I tell them, don't be scared to do that. Because I'd rather have you say, you know what, I'm new or, you know what, I'm actually not sure what that answer is. Let me, let me find that out. Let me go to our, you know, the, the policy guidelines. Let me go to my underwriter that I think that actually earns more trust that way than just BSing somebody or, you know, just not wanting to ask for help. So, um, I think that goes a long way too on that. I think there's a sense we're doing it daily, right? (laughs) Yeah, we have, but we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Especially as we grow a career, whatever people are doing in this industry, we have to say, what do we want? What do we not want? What are we willing to delegate? What are we good at? What are we not good at? Get help, which is one thing I love hearing you say at the things that we're not good at. And one thing I've learned is that sometimes I'm not good at something because I don't have any training to do it, right? right. I mean, you think about it, if we call progressive and we ask somebody, like we had yesterday, we had somebody call in about an electric bike policy. I was like, what? So anyway, I was like, I got nothing. I was like, you got to call. I know progressive does them, but I got nothing. I have no idea anything about electric bikes. So they call progressive. They talked to progressive about it. That was great. But I think that by sometimes we get too afraid to ask for help. And when we think about these big corporations, people know what they know because they've had how many hours or years of training. They work in a certain department that that's all they do. When you become a business owner, though, or an agency owner, or even just in sales, when you're just trying to sell whatever's, Mm -hmm. you know, what's coming to you from your networking opportunities, We need to understand we're not compartmentalized the way that some of these carriers are. So we don't have 832 hours of education on electric bikes when somebody calls us to talk about electric bike policy. And that's okay. So I don't have to know everything because the people who know electric bikes don't necessarily know flood, don't necessarily know RVs, don't necessarily know. You know, and I think that if we really look at it and give ourselves credit for where we're at and what the journey is, we got to understand we're balancing a lot of stuff. A lot. It is. I, you know, the one thing that one of my friends told me when I called him about going independent, 
because he came from the Allstate side. Okay. Is he said, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's just a different color. Mm-hmm. And you have your struggles on this side, just like you have your struggles on the other side. We're just not chained as much, but it's a different, you know, type of struggle. But I'm, and he said, by no means, like, this is the best route to go. Just know it's not, you know, so because we don't have that one system, you know, yeah. you have to have all of these things. But I think that's what makes me good for this role is because I can pivot and shift and have yeah. all that. But if I don't know, I hire for it. Yeah. Because your time and I know we couldn't do this when you first started, but I learn that time is money and certain things are worth hiring for or just trying to get through or just not doing it all until you can afford to hire. That was like the hard part. And now like technology, I swear like a cloud is over me for the last six months. Anything that I touch technology wise does not work. (laughs) And hiring a CTO is probably the best thing I've ever done and the best money spent. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. And you yeah. use, because I think we both use the same person, don't we? Yep. Shout out to Casey and his team yep. at Stackwise. I could not get, I would not be here today if I was spending hours fixing all these stupid zaps. Yeah. <laughs> We're working. So Casey and his team have been phenomenal for me because I don't like that part and I'm terrible at that part. Yeah. So I can have them. It's just a quick email. Hey, this didn't work. Fix it. Or, I mean, honestly, he's come up with some great ideas for me. So we actually just talked in our meeting a couple of days ago um, about renewals and he brought some awesome ideas to implement. So we're doing that starting next week. So even just his knowledge working with other agents and him being an agent that has been helpful too, because it's Mm -hmm. a different set of insight because we forget we work by ourselves like all day long. We don't have corporate leadership coming to us, you know, putting on the pressure of doing things and and doing them their way so we can do things our way and get feedback and help that way. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, Ashley, you've done an amazing job. I, you're a very good friend of mine and I will have you on any day, anytime, but we're definitely going to do it. We're not going to wait another three years. I promise. No, no, no. (laughs) Well, we want to be able to track your progress. I love how open you are to the process and, um, and I have to say, you have made, and this is a huge kudos to you, you have made the last five years look easy. As I see you, know you, as I watch you on social media, as I, you know, we're in a, we're a mastermind together, we're in different Facebook groups together, um, we're in different leadership and different groups together. I love that you have stayed so close to your vision, mission, purpose, and that you mm-hmm. have built this in such an integrity-oriented way with people who encourage and love that vision, mission, purpose, and you're open to things that aren't on your roadmap, but yet at the same point, you use that core concept of who you are and what you want to be able to bring to the insurance industry as your gift to the industry. So I am blessed by it. I know you're I love you as well as your team. So (laughs) you've done a great job. You've had a good handle on it. Thank you. I sh- I think that I need to. That means I need to post more photo, more, more videos of my daughter screaming at the top of her lungs because she's not getting her way. So yeah, don't worry, it is a her. mess. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love the one where she's at the top of the stairs because she wanted to wear what was it her sandals or whatever, and she yeah. wore sandals to school, yeah. and she was just like, 
that girl. I'm I'm raising a mini me and a headstrong girl. So this world better watch out with that one. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I actually and I and I'll, I'll say this real quick before we go for all those people out there that have babies or moms back in the day. And I've looked for it. I can't find it. So I don't know if I made it up in my head. Maybe it was a dream. But there was an American Express uh, um, American Express commercial back. This was back when my son was born. So say 30 years ago. And yeah. it was, it was American Express and it's like a life and backwards. Right. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like life backwards. And it starts off with, um, you know, the grandbabies and then it goes to, you know, then it goes to, um, the wedding a little bit. And then it goes into like, you know, her prom dress and it goes into mm -hmm. all these things that girls do. Right. And then like, you know, buying hair bows and all these little things. <laughs> and then at the very, very end, it ends up with this woman in labor and she's like, ah, and, um, and they kind of go through the whole wedding thing and think a little bit. And all of a sudden they hold up the baby and the baby's has CG mouth going. And it's like, with ice sculptures and it was like you know life is unpredictable for everything else there's american express and i it like was, it it's good it marketing right there I, I think that was why i was uh it was when i was pregnant maybe when i was pregnant with i think it was jeffrey was really little but anyway my daughter was you know when we had the daughter my daughter i always remember you know he's going through all these things that he has to pay for and then all of a yep. sudden she's like i want a big wedding with ice sculptures and i yep. thought that's exactly what I'm going to have yep. right there. You know, yep. and I just love that because girls challenge you in ways that boys don't. Boys are different. Boys yep. are challenging in their own way and beautiful and loving and girls are too, but girls are just different. So 100% with that. I'm learning that real fast. Any yep. other tips, send them, send them my way. Yep. Well, you know, as a girl, I think I was never that way. I was super easy. Oh, I was an angel. My mom will probably listen to this and she's probably going to be like, uh-uh. <laughs> No way. She's like, I got to call Ashley right now. We need to set this chickpea straight. I am I will just give my mom a shout out because she just laughs at me now when I call her. I, like, I don't know what to do. She won't stop throwing a fit. And, and all she does is laugh on the other yeah. line. It's all you can do. And she's like, look at me. I survived you. I was like, eh, it's valid. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. One last girl story. My my daughter one day left her hair straightener at friend's house. Monday morning comes, she realized she doesn't have her hair straightener. She's like a freshman in high school. And so uh, she the throws this huge, huge um, fit because she cannot go to school because she doesn't have her hair straightener, right? So she's having a full-on meltdown in her bathroom. Like, we can hear her all over the house. She's over there screaming, da-da-da. My husband, who is her stepfather just he it's like 7 30 in the morning he because he's trying to get her to school right school starts today so he literally just goes over to the refrigerator gets a beer out of the refrigerator pops it open sits down on the couch and goes i got nothing he's like i there's nothing here i can't it was hilarious he was just because he raised two boys so yeah. all, he's like it's a hair straightener he's <laughs> like oh my gosh it was just the so world funny. is ending yes exactly <laughs> the drama of it all. The girls are amazing. Boys are right. wonderful. And I am so grateful to be a part of watching the Twinkies grow up, your journey and um, all of those things, because you're knocking out of the ballpark, my friend. Thank you. You've been a massive help. So I appreciate you. Well, and so if people want to reach out to you, say people are struggling with any of these things, love your personality, your vibe, your energy. How yeah. can people reach out to you to be able to connect with you? Oh, email, find me on social media. Um, first choice insurance group. Um, my email is Ashley at your first choice dot agency. Um, happy to, I've had so many people give, give me their time 
because I am that annoying rookie agent, you know, help me, help me. I want to pick your brain. And by no means do I know what the heck I'm doing half the time. But I think having conversations with other people, whether they're rookies or whether they're in year 35, it doesn't matter. You still spin ideas um, off of everybody. So um, I love talking to people and just I love furthering my education that way versus actually going back to school. So yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. please, please, please reach out. I would love to chat and just, heck, I need help. So, and if you're a mom with toddlers, please let me know that this is, <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> you need a different mastermind for that, right? I, yep. love it. I love it. Well, everybody, this has been Ashley Mastowski. She's amazing. She's wonderful out of Vegas, First Choice Insurance. Please look her up pick her brain. She is a wealth of knowledge, love, and information, and she has done such a great job. So do make sure you also check out our podcast every single Wednesday. We talk to another amazing woman in the insurance space, and we will have another amazing woman next week, but do make sure you reach on out to Ashley because she's a rock star. Thank you. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week.